Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Level Up Podcast, where we learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And I am excited, as always, because I've got Greg Harrelson here, and we were talking about mindset going into the fourth quarter. We are in the red zone, so to speak, of 2020. we got a bunch of stuff to get into. So first of all, Greg, how are you today? And I'm doing great. And I tell you, it has been a long time since you and I came together on one of these uh, Level it's Up been. Podcasts. So I am, I'm yep. excited to... Uh, to, to hang out with you. Like our hanging out is like, Oh, Hey, we get an hour together and do some recordings, which I think is. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Cause we get to cut, like we have about five minutes of small talk, which is about all you or I can tolerate and we get That's to catch right. up and then we want to talk about ideas. That's great. Yeah. It's the perfect relationship. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to talk about the fourth quarter because uh, as you pointed out before we uh, jumped on and hit record that you're just noticing a level of, of mental exhaustion, emotional exhaustion, which I think is yeah. absolutely true. Um, and you feel like this is going to be for some a really difficult fourth quarter. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about like, just set, set the scene for me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing with your agents. Maybe some of the agents that you're talking to all around the country. Cause you're on the weekly, you know, live broadcast with all kind of all the century 28, agents across the country. Um, yeah. what are you seeing? What kind of feedback are you seeing bubble up from just the agents on the ground? You know, you know, and I'm going to take it further than just agents. Uh, I, I don't think it's just isolated to agents. I, I, I'm going to start with what am I seeing just across the country? Okay, what, what is Greg Harrelson's observation? My observation of just the population in general is there's just, they're exhausted. We are exhausted. We're exhausted. We're exhausted about, you know, and tired of talking about COVID. We're tired of talking about elections. We're tired of po- talking about are we shutting down or are we opening up? We're tired of talking about is the football game going to have people in the stands or is it going to be full capacity? Is it going to be hybrid school? Is it going to be virtual school? Are we going to go into school? Um, are they going to wear masks? Are they not going to wear a mask? Why am I told to wear a mask? I don't want to wear a mask. I can't believe people are not wearing masks. Like <laughs> the reality is, is that I don't think there's anyone that could practically exist in America without being a little bit tired of one or more of those conversations that I just shared with you. Yeah. And, and and so a lot of those conversations, and I think nearly every one of those conversations, we've never had to have. We've never, like, I don't think any of us have, have lived through what we're going through right now. So we've never had to have the question or, or the conversations about, is the stands going to be full, half, or, or, um, or, or nobody? Is it hybrid, virtual, no school, yes school, closed, not closed as a, as a town? Like, these are conversations we've never had to have. And these are, like, really heavy conversations, because it depends. Like I, I like to to say, I, I honor anyone in however they're dealing with the things that are going on. Just I, I deal with it my way. You deal with it your way. But I don't think anyone can deal with it in any way that hasn't made them feel maybe a lack of certainty, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of stress, confusion, distraction. So now moving back into real estate, 
back into real estate, then we've got to now take it into our business and say, can we show properties? Can we not show properties? If it goes up, cases go up, does that mean we're not going to be able to show properties again? Is right. what the seller want me to wear a mask? Does the buyer want me to wear a mask? If I wear a mask, they're actually going to tell me that they'll never hire anybody that wears a mask because I've right. heard all this. <laughs> right. I've heard all this in the real estate. So yeah. now we've got our, we've got all of those challenges just as human beings, as citizens of this country. And then we've got different variations of all of those challenges inside of our real estate business. Mm -hmm. On top of, we're worried about, is my spouse going to get laid off? Is this going to happen to the economy? And now we got to deal with all of that and we got to keep our, 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 our stuff together so we can continue to finish the fourth quarter strong and generate momentum for the new year. So I, I, I just believe just pure for me, it's more of like it's my it's logical to believe since there's so much emotion and stress and concern and worry that it may make this particular year for real estate agents one of the hardest fourth quarters ever. I really believe that in the real estate agents, they need a break. They want a break. And the perfect time to take a break is around the holidays. Well, when you're feeling a little bit stressed, your holiday is not the week of Christmas. Your holiday is the month of December. <laughs> right. when, you're, when you're stressed, your holiday is not the week of Thanksgiving or two days around Thanksgiving. It's the week of November. Mm -hmm. When you're stressed, Halloween becomes a new holiday for mm -hmm. a week. Right. So I think what will happen mentally, we are all wanting a break. We want to unplug from all the chaos. I think we may slip up and unplug from the things that we need to stay plugged into. Yeah. So that's what I believe. I, I, I you know, and when I, you know, I, I guess my job as a leader within my, with my organization is sometimes I have to take the risk. I have to speculate. I have to look and I have to form opinions. And then I have to speculate that this is probably going to be the mentality of the real estate industry. And then as a leader, I then have to go in and coach and give information to protect them from falling through those little pitfalls, those little potholes that are going to exist in front of them. I got to help them maneuver through and around these obstacles so they can get what they need personally. They can actually get that rest that they need, but they also don't lose their momentum and then put themselves in a position of having a terrible start to the new year, which is just going to mean now they're going to have more stress on top of them. We need to, yeah. we need to, as a, as a, as a, as a person, we all need to just say, Hey, look, there's things we can't control. We've got to get over those. We've got to stop worrying and stressing about it. I know it's easy to say, right. and we need to turn our focus on what we can control. That's the message that I want agents to actually really, really get right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think one of the um, the the red zone analogy is interesting because, like you pointed out before we hit record, that in football terms, it's easier to get it's easier to move the ball. Yes. Until you get into the red zone, and then you have the resistance, right? Because you have you just have like the, just the resistance grows, and just the odds that you're not going to execute go up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on the football field. Um, what's interesting about it, I think for a lot of people. Uh, cause I was telling you before we hit record that like one of my goals, for example, for this year, which involves doing something every single month, just essentially got wiped out. And so I have to like start that goal again. Right. 
And I think there might be some some folks that are in that same position, whether it's at the brokerage level, entrepreneur level, or even the agent level, just their individuals, their, their sales. It's mm-hmm. one thing to have a year where it's coming down to the end of the year and you've made just relentless, methodical pro- progress and you, you're just continuing to hammer away at the same goal that you set at the beginning of the year. But I think mm-hmm. we all went through a period of time this year where our entire goals themselves got thrown into question of whether it was even achievable you know, maybe we had to reset some of our goals. Maybe some of those goals got completely sidetracked and we had to pivot and do other things. And now we're trying to get back to the point where we're finishing the year strong, not just by holding ourselves accountable to a goal we set at the beginning of the year, but we may have had to adjust everything. And now we're trying to like, you know, stay on track with that. So I do think there's, um, there's an element there where uh, I know for myself that I've had to do this, where I've, I've had to kind of reset and re-emotionally invest in certain goals because they got thrown so far out of whack that I had to get them back reset to normal and then go, okay, now that I've got my base back under me again in certain areas, now let's reset the goal, change the expectations for the new reality, and then get emotionally reinvested in that goal again, that basically got the rug pulled out from under us in some ways. And that that's just, a, that's, it's emotionally exhausting process. And it's something that we all go through in various forms, but just being aware of it, like knowing that that's kind of part of the human experience, I think is helpful. Um, so I want to delve into kind of what you talked about, if you don't mind with taking control of your emotions. Um, can I, can I comment on what you just said? I like took some crazy notes on my, my piece of paper, like I do (laughs) often when you and I talk, you know, and, um, what what I want to just introduce to the conversation based on what you said is one of the things that I think a flaw in the whole conversation around goals is this. I wrote down here, the goal is what it looks like, but it's not necessarily what we get from it. Okay, now I'm going to unpack that a little bit more. So the goal is what we look like. Like I want to, I want to achieve blank. I want to do 50 transactions. That's the goal. Okay. So it looks like a certain way, right? And and you know, it looks like it look and, and we say, I'm going to do it like this. So we set a goal and then to get, then there's the process to achieve the goal. And there's the, once you get to goal, what you experience by achieving the goal. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. things get a little bit twisted, then we get stressed, concerned. What I think it is, is the, the, what we want to achieve by achieving the goal, what we want to get by achieving the goal should never change. But what the process mm-hmm. looks like in pursuit to the goal will change. Our attachment this year for those that have had issues with their goals changing and whatnot, I believe it's because they lack the versatility to accept that the process may look different, but they should have never actually lost sight of what they were looking to achieve. Yeah, that that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, And that that goes right back to psycho-cybernetics. Yeah, it really does goes right, which is such a, it's one of the first books my dad ever had me, um, cause that's they ended up back in the seventies, sixties, sixties. Yeah. It was one of the first books my dad actually demanded that I read when I first came into business with him. Man, and lot. I remember at that time, you know, it was like, it was ancient. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a great one, but you know, it, it comes back down to that. So I, I just want like, no matter what's going on, we can achieve what we want to achieve, but because of what's going on, it may not look like how we get there may not look like how we first painted the picture. Yeah. 
And we get so attached to it looking like the way we thought it was going to look that we lose sight that it really doesn't matter how it looks. What really matters is that we achieve what we're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is, an, that is an incredible insight because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not the 50 transactions a year that we want. Oh. It's the feeling of accomplishment. It's what we, it's the, maybe the freedom or the purchasing power that that money buys. You know, maybe it's the trip to Disney World that you want to take your family on. Like it, like, but there's something deep, like there's something way underneath that, that the 50 transactions is just the path that you think is going to get you to the feeling that you want. It's the only way to measure it. Yeah. So so we, we, we measure it in number of transactions in dollars because it's easy to measure. It's like a measuring stick. One inch, two inch, 10 inch, 20 inches, five feet. It's just, it's a measuring device. So sometimes we lose sight and we actually think that that's really the goal. No, that's a matter of a way of measuring whether or not we're actually reaching what we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's a measuring device. We yeah. gotta, we, it, it's not the end. It's actually part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And so letting, learning to let go of the fact that that, that measuring process may look different now than it did at the start of the year, but staying focused on, you know, the big why, the, the, the feeling that you want to experience, the accomplishment that like that sense of accomplishment, whatever that is to you, um, not, not relinquishing that and, and still keeping your eyes focused on that, especially coming towards the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And having the versatility. Mm-hmm. See, in, in this year, 2020, we've had to have the versatility to be able to adapt to the circumstances that were pushed upon us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's going to be people that adapted and reached their goals and exceeded their goals. And there's people that actually didn't adapt. They complained and had more of a victim mentality and they had a terrible year. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and even though the person that has a bad year is going to actually say with confidence and, and it's going to be their truth that it was circumstances that created their failure. Um, and then the person who had a good year is going to actually believe that it was their mindset that persevered and actually was the cause of their success. And the reality is it was the mindset of both individuals. Yeah. It really wasn't an external force. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what was pushed. Nothing actually can stop us from doing what we want to achieve except ourselves. And so when, and, and, you know, it's not over, you know, there's going to be other things that are going to be coming up. We don't know what the COVID's going to look like in a month from now. I don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have to, we have to understand that we are in charge of our destiny. We're in control of the destiny. Okay. Now I'm not speaking beyond the higher being. Okay. Maybe we're not in control of anything, (laughs) but, but in the context of this conversation, we're in control of our destiny. Nothing else, nobody else. Okay. So you're going to be thrown another curveball before the end of the year. What are you going to do about it? Is that just going to be more, one more obstacle that gives you the justification and the excuse of why you can't move forward? Is it going to be one more? You know, one of the first things that I had a conversation with a few of my, my, uh, the leadership within my office, whenever, um, you know, all this started back in March, and I said, you know, here's where this is the mindset. We're all gonna, we're all gonna be challenged. All we gotta do is figure out how to outperform our competition under the same exact circumstances. We're gonna all deal with the same circumstances. Right. So we've just got to weather the storm better. Mm-hmm. But that that's acknowledging that we could get our butts kicked a little bit too. Mm-hmm. 
it's not, I'm not in denial. It's just a matter of like, hey, look, I, I'm not going to control whether or not it exists. What I can do is control how I exist within it. Yeah, there was, there was a really great example not not that long ago. Um, I mean, two weeks ago, um, the 49ers, who were incredibly depleted by injury, come out and uh, and just completely blew away. Who was it? The um, New York Giants, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just a great example of a couple of things. Number one, the power of their mentality that they weren't going to allow themselves off the hook. They could have easily come into that game and gone... Nobody expects us to do anything. You know, if we if we lose is not a big deal. If we keep it close and then we lose, people will actually think we did a pretty great job. They ended up coming in and winning by like 40 points. And it wasn't just a good example of why Kyle Shanahan is a good NFL coach. It was a, it was a good example of of the mindset they've instilled in the entire team. You know, it's the it's the it's the uh, the idea that we're going to go out and execute under the, under whatever circumstances we find ourselves in and do, and do it to the best of our ability and let the chips fall where they may. And it turns out the chips fell with a 40 point win, but you know, over a team that was actually a lot healthier than they were. And, uh, it's, it's cool to see examples like that because you realize how much, and I just, it drives the point home that so much of our experience as a human being in the world is dependent on the meaning that we make of stuff in our minds. You know, you just said, all, all comes down to the stuff that's between our ears. It's the stories we tell mm-hmm. and everything's a story in my world. And so it just becomes in the story is the story I'm telling serving me or is it holding me back? No. no. Is it serving me? And so we have to ask ourselves, like to me, the mentality of going in as real estate agents is going in the fourth quarters. We have to say, Hey, look, all agents are faced with the same circumstances. Somebody is going to end up outperforming another needs to be me. Mm -hmm. Not only do I, and and it needs to be me, not because I necessarily need to win. It needs to be because I think we have a duty to perform at a high level because not only do we get the benefits of performing at a high level, but we shine light on what's possible and we give permission for other people to actually do the same thing. We're we're showing, we're that beacon of light for for all these others. I mean, if we want to transform, if we want to get past all this, then just show up yourself. Be an example of what it's like to say, you know what? I'm moving on. Again, I don't know what's going to happen in a month, in two weeks, in one week. I have no clue. But if we will take on the mentality that we're going to actually show up, step up, and move forward, then we're going to be fine. No matter what curveball is thrown at us, we'll be okay. Yeah. And so that's that's the fourth quarter. So the red zone, you mentioned the red zone. So what I'm doing is a lot of training within my office, and I, I created a 12-week course called the red zone. And the red zone does represent the final 20 yards of the football field, um, final 20 yards before you get the ball into the end zone. And what a lot of times happens is you receive the ball, um, you know, on the opposite 20 yards and you march up all the way. You march up the field. You you successfully move the ball all the way up to the 20 yard line before the end zone. And then all of a sudden it gets real tough. The reason why it gets tough, by the way, is because the field shrinks Mm -hmm. and you're packing 22 people in a 20 yard little rectangle. 
Okay, so that's a big difference, right? And I, re- I really believe that that represents the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is always the toughest quarter because we become complacent. We want to unplug. Mm-hmm. Well, this fourth quarter, if you become complacent and unplug on top of all the complacency and unplugging that's already existed this year, you're going to make 2021 a tough year for yourself. Yeah. So we need to like get sleep, enjoy the holidays, take some time off, but increase the intensity when you're time on. Mm-hmm. Increase the intensity when you're time on. Increase the enjoyment on your time off. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I was I was hoping you come around to say something like that because I know that's part of your belief system. And yeah. yeah, so many people skim along the surface. They skim along the surface when they're working and they skim along the surface when they're relaxing. They're not truly refreshing and and recharging and re-energizing. So then when they go back to work, they're still skimming the surface because they're not able yeah. to bring any intensity. Like you have to bring intensity to both. You have to really unplug. And when you're at work, you have to really be at work. And that's and people seem to resist that. And, and when it gets stressful, that like you, your brain wants to conserve your, your energy and it wants you to kind of skim along the surface, right? Because it doesn't want you to exert. Um, but yeah, if you, if you raise your intensity in work and then you raise your level of focus to actually re recharge, um, then you can bring that intensity and, uh, and you won't feel like you're always behind. You won't feel like you're always distracted, but it takes some discipline just to really unplug. If you're going to yeah. unplug, unplug for real. That's yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to do, but yeah, that's some of the best advice I've ever heard uh, from you and from other entrepreneurs. Like I think Dan Sullivan is really big on that. Like if you're, you know, when you're at work, you're at work. And when you, you unplug, you completely unplug because it's the only yeah. way to really manage your, your energy. All right. Yeah. So I know we wanted to go deeper on some other things. Uh, we'll do that in a separate episode for now. What's the best way for people to reach out and connect? You know, just like always, I say, just reach out to me on, uh, you know, through Facebook messenger. It's the most mm-hmm. direct connect. Uh, to me. And I will definitely share, uh, you know, I'll share some insight if you ask me any questions. That's right. And, uh, and actually it's the same for me. Um, so I, uh, you can find me, I think I'm at like facebook.com slash get micro famous. It's pretty easy to find me because you won't find me by my name. There's too many of those, but yeah, I enjoy, uh, getting Facebook messages and being helpful in that way, in any way that I can. Of course you can leave a review and a rating at, uh, at iTunes or Apple podcasts. We'd really, really appreciate it. We make sure that we read every single one of those and we appreciate everybody out there who shares the show with other agents and brings it to like their directors of education and their team leaders and like all the people that inside of the brokers that can help spread it to other agents. That's super helpful. We just appreciate everybody that kind of helps get the show into the hands of the people that can help. So Greg, as always, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much.